0: Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of the Couch Rob Fields. I'm your host, Rob Fields, and today we have a really, really special episode for you guys. Um, I don't I don't want to do too much of an intro, which and I and I really could, but uh, I'll say it like this Today on this episode, we have a coach, we have a mentor, and we have a doggone good father on the show today. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, give big hand claps to coach Jim Baker. Hey, yeah. Thank you, Rob. No You're problem. Man. Thank you, Rob. Coach, thanks for coming on the show.
1: No problem. Glad to be here, and I look forward to spending some time to you. And uh, I know we've got a great past history together, and it's going to be a lot of fun talking about the, uh, our time at Catawba and, and you and uh, the person you've become. And I'm, I'm just so proud of you, and I'm, I'm happy and tickled to death to be here with you today.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coach, I've been looking forward to this one and uh, I wanted to make sure that I've mapped it out just right, you know, just just so when you came here, it was it was up to par. All right. I wanted to make sure that it was right. So, Coach, I want to start the conversation with this. All right. So. um, At the at the end of my senior year, all right, I committed to South Carolina State and it did not work out and I was looking for an opportunity. And I got a call from one of your high esteemed players, Ahmad Murphy. And he uh-huh. said, man, some stuff happened on campus. We need a guard. You need to come out to Catawba and work out basically tomorrow. And my mom and I, we drove to Catawba and uh, we had a workout. All of the guys were out of, out of school. It was, I think it was like three or four players that were still there. And maybe a couple football players and Coach Marv, and uh, and we worked out. You know, we played some one on one, three on three, or whatever. And you gave your legendary speech where you sit players down and you you jot down all of the figures of how much it costs to go to school for one year. And at the end of the conversation, you put that zero on the board and you said, "This is how much you will pay." <laughs> 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 and Coach, you you don't understand how impactful that moment was because my whole existence for playing basketball, my reason for playing basketball was just to be able to pay for college. So where did that that pitch come from? Who, who how did you perfect that pitch?
1: Well it, it was a little bit of probably trial and error. Um you know I had been a Division one coach at Davidson and Virginia Tech and VMI and then coming back to Catawba every institution is different and uh I guess it, as you started recruiting, you learn to formulate what you think works. And yeah. uh, uh, you probably remember the spiel on, on the couch that, uh, you know, you, you're interested in the next four minutes. You know, what, what are you going to do in four minutes? Are we going to wear Nike or Adidas? What trips we're going? Can I get to the calf to see what the girls look like? And dad's always interested in the next four years. You know, is, is my son going to play here? how do you see him playing you think he'll start and blah 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 and mom's always interested in the next 40 years yeah, <laughs> Can yeah. this young man get his degree what's he going to be like uh the mom wants you know and and dads do too but i just sort of picked it to my four four and 40 year of speech yeah and then division two recruiting is a little bit tricky where division one they offer the kids the uh the full you know financial package athletic package and division two you have to sort of piece it together and um, I I perfected it and I I put that big high number up at the top and everybody's (laughs) stomach uh, you know gets a knot in the parents swallow and then I I start minusing it out and I get it down to zero and I I can't do a lot of things I can't fly an airplane I can't I can't operate (laughs) on anybody but I I figured out how to sell it, and uh, it, it became an easy sell, and uh, I'm a little bit impulsive on my players. Uh, I, I see them, and uh, you know the great Art Wade that, uh, played before you, I, I brought him in the gym, and I said, Art, shoot a free throw. He shot one free throw. I said, come on, you're going to get a scholarship. Uh, <laughs> Marvin Moore, same way, you're the same way. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and, and Antonio Houston, all these young men that uh, made me a great coach, uh, that were dogs on the court, super young people. Uh, I, I formed the opinion pretty quick on them. And I, I remember a mod coming in there and tell me, I got another homeboy. And I said, Lord, mm-hmm. mod, I can't take two kids from Orangeburg, South <laughs> Carolina. So, uh, uh, you, you, came in there and I mean, it wasn't like five minutes into the workout, you know, yeah. we, we're going to figure out somehow to get this young man here. And, uh, it, it worked out really good for you and uh, the boys you came in with, and you know, of course, it worked out for me. Uh, you guys won a ton of games for me while you were there. So,
0: yeah, and and I I really want to go into you know that part of it, just how you get into getting certain guys and what you were looking for. But I want I want to go uh, here before we get there, coach. So you, by the time that I got to Catawba, of course, you had already been established as a coach and the culture was established and you were already uh, in the community. Um, mm-hmm. Tell me about your connection to Salisbury and just Catawba. How did you get to be head coach Jim Baker?
1: Well, I grew up about four miles from Catawba. Uh, I was, a, you know, Salisbury and Spencer's a little sister town to it. And um, I played for my dad at North Carolina High School. Uh, why I was there? Uh, believe it or not, uh, some of the Catawba greats, I followed them then. It was Coach Moyer's career. He he was humming along. Uh, Catawba didn't even have a gym.
0: <laughs> what? It's
1: ironic. And they had to practice uh, either at Salisbury High School or North Rowan Wow. And so I was a kid in the fall in the gym watching these just huge kids, you know, the Catawba players run and dunk and soaking wet, sweating. So, uh, you know, I guess uh, the the word Catawba got into me pretty early. And and my dad would take us, you know, he was coaching high school, would take my brother and I to see Catawba play. And of course, when they played some home games at at, at, at North Rowan, I would go to the games. And um, my senior year, I had a decent high school career. And my best friend was going to UNC Charlotte, so I went with him, walked on, made the JV team. Um, they were pretty good. They had Cedric Maxwell, Melvin Watkins were all sophomores, and um, I played on the JV team, and I was pretty lucky. The morning of the first game, uh, the scholarship guard in front of me decided the red shirt. And back then you could have about twenty kids on full scholarship. We were JB team was huge. We were like six ten, six nine, six six everywhere. And I was the only little guard running around. So I never came out of the games. So for my whole career at Charlotte, I don't know if I hardly ever came out because they they needed a guard because they were all were post players <laughs> and um end up there and you know, I wanted to continue to play and you know that they, they were really good and uh uh, Coach Rose, they offer me a position. You want to go be a manager, and we'll help you get a coaching job when you are later. And I just wanted to play, and and you know you're young, and uh, probably could only see the next four minutes, as I said, in front of me. And mm-hmm. my dad had knew Coach Coach Moyer for a long time. Contact him. Next thing I know, I'm up in Coach Moyer's office, and he pulls out a, a number two pencil. You know, we didn't have dry boards then, and Pulls out a number two pencil and saw a clipboard with some white paper on it, and he starts figuring my scholarship up just like I did for you on the board. And uh, okay, <laughs> you know, believe it or not, I was on tennis scholarship and soccer scholarship when oh. I first got to Catawba. The coaches would go up and down trade scholarships. You know, <laughs> hey, do you have any money? Stuff so, and school was a lot cheaper, so I think I was on like a five hundred dollars tennis scholarship. Some basketball uh, scholarship. I mean, maybe I got a couple hundred soccer. So, you know, I played for Coach Moyer and wasn't a great player, but three of my teammates are in the Hall of Fame and uh, uh, ended up playing some my senior year. And then Coach Maurier, um loved me and I wasn't the best player, but you know, you being a coach's son, you, you knew what it was all about. You
0: know, you right, didn't cause right, right. any
1: problems, you your tail, and do what you did. And, uh, I had a couple job offers, and I hung up. There was an old pay phone in the lobby of the gym, and I hung up the pay phone. just turned down a high school teaching job, and they wanted me to coach the JV team. And I turned around, and uh, Mike Turner, offensive coordinator, walked by, and he says, Baker, what are you doing? And I said, I just turned down a job. He goes, what? I said, yeah, I, I don't know if I want to coach high school right now. So he said, uh, come on, we're going to make you a coach. So he walks, true story, walks me back into Coach Moria's office. He said, Coach Moria, Baker wants to coach college. We're going to make him a coach. I got him the first semester. He's going to be the offensive scout team coach. And you got him in the second uh, semester. We'll put him up in the dorm. He'll be in charge of the old pine knot dorm. He'll be in charge okay. of the football players. We'll get him a meal card. And uh, if he wants to take some classes, he, he takes some classes. So, I was in charge of the dorm. I was offensive scout coach. I'd hold up the the cards with the plays, and um, you know. Then I coached, worked with Coach Moria. and I loved to recruit. Um, I think I went to uh, Fayetteville. Was recruiting a little guard. Ended up, I think, with the Western or Appalachian, and I went to uh, Fayetteville like I think it was thirteen times to recruit this kid. Wow. And. so, you know, I, I just learned it, learned the system, and then, you know, I, I bounced around. I go to Wingett for a year. I started my master's. I go to Belmont Abbey, work for Bobby Hussey. Um, then the job came open, and I was like 22, 20, 24, and I interviewed for the head coaching job. I didn't get it, but my head coach had gone to Davidson. He says, Baker, if you don't get the job, you come with me. So, then I go to Davidson for eight years. We had a pretty good run in the middle of that. Go to Virginia Tech for two, VMI for two. Um, in between there, I, at Virginia Tech, I met uh, my wife, Tina. Um, go to the VMI. And uh, I had talked to Catawba three times about coming back, and it was just never quite right. I had the Division One bug in me and enjoyed the uh, you know, you're playing in big arenas and eating really good food, and you're traveling around, oh, yeah. getting a lot of good gear, and uh, you know it, it was a lot of fun. And uh, I was got on the phone talking to Kataba about a player. I was trying to help him get one. And Coach Morris says, "Baker, I'm coaching one more year. I've already told him I want you to replace me. Can you come back, help me win? Because he's fallen down. to you know, the last couple of years were not okay. really as good as the standard." Uh, come help me. You'll take over in the spring, and uh, so I hung up the phone. Tina and I were getting married June the fifth. Uh, that was 1993, and uh, I started Catawba technically June one, and uh, wow. I called up Tina and said, "I said Tina, we're moving to Salisbury." She then had moved on from. She was at Blacksburg. She went to uh, Virginia Beach. Was working up there in sales and catering at the Marriott. So. She goes, what? I said, yeah, we're going to Salisbury. So we moved to Concord and it was sort of split the difference between both of our jobs. Helped Coach Moyer um, his last year. Uh, we were able to send him out with a winner record and he was great. Uh, very few people know this. I walked in the first day. He says, Baker, you got two thousand dollars to recruit with, which was, you know, a pretty good amount back in the day. Wow. Here's your schedule. You make your schedule. Um, Tell me how much time you want every morning to work on uh, defense in practice. He says, all I want to do is uh, coach the offense. True story. And so I put in all my out-of-bounds plays, all the defense, uh, did the recruiting and so forth. And um, he would make out the daily practice schedule. Mm -hmm. He would write on the top of it, number two pencil, uh, warm-up five minutes, layups five minutes. And then he would put shooting 10 minutes. And then he put how much time do you want for defense. Well, I thought he was kidding because yeah. Coach Moria was like, "Let's get a hundred and see if they can catch us."
0: Mm. And
1: uh, <laughs> I threw out the first. I threw out the first day fifty minutes. He wrote down fifty minutes. So he gave okay. me fifty minutes to work on defense. And then he put water and then he would write offense one hour. True story. And every day we get through the shooting and he disappeared. And uh, he would go walk. He'd go walk on the track every day. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd have a hot top, sort of like I'm wearing on. each would and tobacco. He'd come back soaking wet. And he'd walk up to me every day with about a minute to go on the clock. He says, Baker, you tired of doing this crap? Let's scrimmage. <laughs> and um, that's how it is. <laughs> and we get in there he'd pick his five his starters i'd pick what's left and we would scream for you know hour hour and a half it was just you know his era was a different era than mine so uh, when we were able to win the championship um in 96 uh that was my second year probably unheard of and we we, for the longest run we had one of the best division two programs in in the country and uh you know, we, we, we got to 100 wins, 200 wins, 300 wins pretty darn quick. Uh, Lenora Ryan and PC were sort of dominating the league, and we got it cranked up and put them oh. in second place where they should be. And mm-hmm. uh, we we kept rolling. And I had a lot of really good kids come through there, and uh, young people like yourself that mm-hmm. I'm so proud of. And you know, you know what's amazing uh, the text and the calls and I, and I still it makes me feel good every time one of my former players texts me or call me uh, Father's Day you get a text you know mm-hmm. um, you know they're just some super young men and, and I'm so proud of what we did together and even more proud of the people that they are today
0: so yeah so yeah I, I mean I'm I'm happy that you you know you said that because that that's a great transition to the next question I'm going to ask you what was that golden trait that golden attribute that you look for in a player like you said with well, Art way like shoot a shoot a free throw for me art all right coach mm-hmm. he shoots one and you like I mean it, what what's that that golden attribute or you know plural that you were looking for in players
1: I honestly tried to pack look at this kid and I wanted to see this kid how he would fit into my program and yeah. I, I wasn't worried about how who was recruiting him. I, I you're gonna laugh. I think I had thirty some all conference players, and I didn't see you play in high school. I didn't see a mod play in
0: high school. <laughs> right. Okay,
1: <laughs> um, so probably two thirds of the, the all conference players I had, I never saw them play in high school. Wow. And I would sort of let everybody get done. The division ones get through recruiting. The division twos, there, everybody was out wanting to get it over with um i felt like you know the longer i waited the better player i was going to get because not everybody can go and there's a lot of good kids out there a lot of great young men that can play they just needed to get in the right fit and uh, i wanted kids that uh, you're gonna really laugh on this one if you go to the pet store and spend a thousand dollars for this dog this Mm -hmm. dog's gonna be a pain in the rear end (laughs) yeah i mean not gonna listen to you and whatnot But if you go to the pound and get this dog there that's been in that cage for two weeks and you tell that dog, come here, boy, you know, come on, that dog's Mm going to be as loyal and faithful as he can. And I really believe that, you know, Uh, I got some breaks in my coaching career that somebody gave me a chance. And I felt like, Lord, if I could give um, a kid here or there a chance along the way. And I mean, you you had a lot to prove. I mean, you didn't have a whole lot going on. You, you you had a lot to prove, you know. Antonio um, Houston, who was one of the big four with you, mm-hmm. uh, he had like eleven or twelve uh, D one offers. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Donald had nothing. Donald Donald played for Coach Moyer's grandson's AAU team, and Coach Moyer said, "Baker, you ought to take this kid. He's a good kid." I took Donald, and yeah. and look at Donald, you know. He, he's a full-grown man, just like you, went yeah. overseas. All he needed was a chance, uh, Don Zell. Don Zell's probably the uh, – your boy from Orangeburg's going to get mad if I say this because Ahmad could D you up. <laughs> Ahmad's the second-best defensive player I've ever had. Don Zell, your teammate, was the best. Don Zell yeah. guard anybody. He could guard anybody. Yeah. And uh, Don Zell didn't have a whole lot. But mm-hmm. I think, too, if, if you give a kid an opportunity and he's hungry and he wants to go prove it, Um, good things will happen. And I I wasn't worried so much if Lenore Ryan or PC or uh, Gardner Webb or whoever's recruiting this kid. I I wanted to project that kid. Like I looked at you, if I get you a little bit bigger, put some weight on you, get your butt in that weight room, you know, all Mm -hmm. of a sudden you go from benching, you know, 150 to benching 215. Uh, My whole MO was by his junior year, everybody say, wow, where'd you get that kid from? you know, because now he's getting to be a full grown man. And, uh, you know, a couple of times I had a chance to take kids. They were (laughs) had a full beard and, uh, they were six, two, they're not going to get any bigger. And, you know, I'd rather take that kid that looks like a baby and he's six one. And the next thing you know, you put the weight and the strength on him and uh, he's going to get bigger and like yourself Mm-hmm. Your mom's a lot better cooked, but you go to the calf three or four times a day because you won't see the girls, and you're going to mm-hmm. eat better in college. You're going to eat yep. more. And uh, you hit that weight, and we hit the weights really hard. And it, it's just sort of funny to this day and time. I, I think I could coach college now, but it's different. It's really different. My, you know, yeah. Jamie, my oldest son, he's a was at play college at Presbyterian, App State, and then – He's a GA at Alabama, now he's at Kennesaw State. I mean, we talk every day about kids, about his kids and how that some of them don't bite in, they don't work hard. You know, here's a kid that's a four-star player and uh, got all the media and all the pub coming, coming yeah. down the stretch. And he won't compete.
0: Yeah, I mean, compete. and now, coach, like the players are making more than the coaches in college. And, oh, you know, yeah. you know, at the top level, right? So, I mean, it's one thing in the oh, pros, yeah. right? That's how it happens. You know, in the NBA, NFL, whatever. But now, the college player, well, some high school players with <laughs> the NIL oh, are now yeah. making more money than the high school coach. So it's like if you don't really have their respect, like deep down, it's going to be tough to tell a kid, you know. I don't know, dive on the floor for a ball or you missed the rotation, oh, yeah.
1: you know? Yeah. I mean, they look at you, well, you know, where, where's my NIL money? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How much money can and, you and, give me? And that? I really, really think it's going to backfire here. I, I think the alumni are going to get tired of coming up with the money. They're not going to get the results they think they are. Uh there, there's a lot going on now. You, you're starting to see that the kids are not getting their money. They're being promised a hundred thousand. They may get twenty. You know, it, it's a lot yeah. going on. And then I feel bad for these kids. They don't get too far off subject. Next thing you know, they're going to be getting hooked up with the IRS because they didn't pay taxes. Oh, yeah. and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. But it, it was a different era, and uh, you know, you, you guys and, and y'all probably remember I, I would set y'all up about. You know, late January, early February, I get mad once a day and throw y'all out of the gym. <laughs> and then I, never had, I never had to say much to you because you wanted to win, you wanted to go out and prove it. Yeah. And it was yeah. sort of a setup. You know, I, I, let a few things go. Rob missed class. Antonio didn't go talk to his teacher. And all of a sudden, one day, I look at my coaches and I said, eh, "Today may be the day." And uh, <laughs> you know, somebody make a, somebody make a turn off practice make a turnover in practice. Now I go off on of them, throw them out of the gym. And uh, you guys that competed. Y'all would always send a manager up to talk to me.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, my last year or two, uh, you know, I'd throw them out of the gym occasionally, and they'd all run to the dorm. I mean, they didn't want to <laughs> compete. And uh, you got, you got. I remember – yeah, you know, I threw Marvin out, Marvin Moore, and out at the gym one day. And, uh, you know, he was the best player on the best team. He's, yeah. Hall of Famer. He's a all-of-famer. He's couple all of Famers now. Yeah. So, but, you know, that, that was part of it, trying to get the most out of you guys. And, you know, it's, we're all human. Some days we're going to take a day off. But, you know, if you take – you get in the habit of taking the day off, you're going to take the day off when you're at Presbyterian on the road, you're at Lenoir-Rhyne. You know, you, you, it's all a mindset. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I, yep. I, I was blessed through your area. I had some dogs and they loved to compete. So,
0: yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like the stars aligned in my class, you know, so I'm sure coach Marv and art can say the same about their, about their class, but I feel like the stars really aligned. So like you said, Antonio could have went to a number of different schools. Donald was a, he redshirted the year before I got there. Right. So you know, oh, yeah. he was uh-huh. on on that same track as us, and then you know Donzell, and then eventually uh, Dominic, uh, Damo, oh, yeah. what we call him, right? Uh-huh. He ended up coming around that same time too. And I mean, with his ability, I mean, anyone could have used him, like any, especially any of the schools in the SAC. Oh, and I yeah. just felt like yeah, the and, stars and, aligned. You know, I look
1: back, on, I look back on that, Rob. I never kept all of y'all. I, you know, y- 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 y'all, y'all had made all conference. You, you know two years ago catawba was below 500 and they had two kids transferred to d1 schools you wow. know now think about it. you 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 got two d1 kids playing and you didn't have a great year okay and a lot of factors going you know yeah. saying people get hurt and whatnot. but look at the run we had you know i yeah. lost every one of you guys the way it is now and you know yeah you, you, to, to, you know it, people in your ear and talking and, and, and a little bit when we really started struggling, you know, I had Marvin's uh, cousin, uh, Keon Moore, and Keon scored 1,000 points in two years. And, you know, somebody got a hold of his ear and he transferred to Winthrop, and he scores 1,000 points there. Yeah. And uh, I had another little, another big kid that left. And that was a little bit of my problems more than my last year or so. But you think about you're know, starting over. And, you know, my whole thing was I was trying to make it a family. Uh, I wanted the kids to come in and you probably remember, I probably told you as a freshman, you may play six minutes, which in back yeah. of my mind, I knew you probably going to play 12. Yeah. And, you know, I said, well, when you get to be a sophomore, you're going to probably pay 14 minutes, which I knew in the back of my mind, you're probably going to play 28. Yeah. But I, I didn't want to lie to the kid. And, uh, mm. I, I, felt like, you know, I always sold it a little bit short of where I thought, thought they were going to fit in. I really wanted the kids to be here. And, uh, um, you know, Pete Cool, uh, you remember Pete was a six, eight kid. He, mm-hmm. he came down, worked out, didn't like the program he was in. The kid, they're all smoking pot. And he just said, Coach, it's awful. Nobody wants to win. And the kid called me every single day Coach, can you take me? Can you take me? And finally, one day, I gave him $8,000. I said, Pete, come on. I only got $8,000. You know, we'll put the package together. You're going to have to take out some loan or whatever. He says, I'm coming. I walked in the office, told the coaches, I said, I took Pete cool." I said, wow, I thought you wasn't going to take him. I said, anybody wants to be here that bad, he called me, called me. True. <laughs> You're not going to believe it. By September, the kid was on full scholarship. And all he wanted to do was rebound and play defense. And, yeah. uh, you know, we had a pretty good run with him. We may have won another championship, but he broke his thumb uh, regular season, and, and we struggled a little bit without him. But – that, that was the type of kids I was lucky enough to have that, uh, you know, they wanted to win. They wanted to be there. They they were proud of Catawba. And, um, and you know, I, I say it uh, over and over. They were some dogs. They, they loved to compete and they loved to play.
0: Yeah, I, I, and I think to your point, Coach, you know, you talk about, you know, how it feels, you know, just kind of seeing some of the young players do what they do now. I think a big, and I, I think I should give myself some credit. You brought me in the office and uh, this was sophomore year and I started some games. I did okay, but we, we had lost a couple. And you brought me into the office and you told me, uh, Rob, listen, we, we got to make some changes. So I'm thinking, Oh man, I'm about to get kicked out of school. Man. <laughs> and, then, and then what you told me was that instead of having me in the starter rotation, you were going to bring me off the bench. And, uh, at that moment, I was I was bought in. So I was like, okay. And I mean, and what you did tell me at that moment, you said, listen, I'm not taking your minutes. I just feel like we need a push off of the bench. And I think, honestly, that changed my career. And it also changed the dynamic of our team because it allowed, you know, the coaching staff, you know, you to be more flexible with the starting lineup. You know, and I was comfortable in that role. So that's from my sophomore year on out. I mean, I, I came off the bench pretty much every game uh, from that oh, point, yeah. and I mean, f- fortunately, you know, because you let me play and you you let me be expressive on the court and you kind of, you know, just kind of let me do my thing. I scored fifteen hundred points as a six man, and Donald was the same way, right? So, oh yeah, you know, so it's hey, pretty hey, crazy. Hey, hey,
1: Rob, I- I tell people over and over, and even trying to convince you. Know, my high school when I taught, took over um, at Central Cabrera's. Now you know, everybody's worrying about who starts, and I, you know, th- there was a couple kids. That I started the first four minutes of each half. It was trying to set it up to have the right lineup in there going down the stretch. Yeah and you know it, it's fun to get your name called out and all that but i've been doing this long enough the first four minutes of the game doesn't make a whole lot of difference you know you're gonna have to grind it out and, and get it done um so you know we we try to set it up and even to this day it, it, it's central i'm bringing some really good players off the bench and you know the, the game has a, a you know a spurt of energy people turning the ball over you know think about run. everybody's antsy running now. And then when that game starts settling down, I'm bringing you and, and Donald off the bench. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, and you look over there and, and everybody's gassed a little bit. And, and my two guys, I'm coming off the bench. They know they're going in at the four minute, uh, you know, the, the timeout. Yep. And uh, you, both you guys averaged 16 points your senior year, both of you are all conference. And, you know, it, it, it was, it was, it was tough. And, uh, you know, I don't know if I ever took you out again once I put you in there. But, you know, I was trying to set the game up and manage the minutes right and, and do what was best for the team. And, you know, you you, you look at, Rob, your, what, 15th all-time score in mm-hmm. 125 games, scored 1,500 points. And, you, you know, you, you had a heck of a career. And uh, I went back and looked through some stuff. You were uh, eight – was it eight? Eighty-four four percent free throw shooter. You're sixth uh, all-time best free throw shooter. You had a couple games. You had yeah, uh, one game you had 12 for 12, one game 11 for 11. Uh, you're in, you know, right around the top 10 in three-point attempts and maids. And, you know, you, you you had a heck of a run. And you, you look at, at, at that run that we had when, when you were there. We go to four NCAAs, yeah. tournaments. Uh, we go to the three tournament finals uh won two of them should have won the third one we didn't we were trying too hard i had you guys too jacked up uh, (laughs) that we we had in our conference best i remember we had won the regular season in the tournament uh back to back twice and no one in our league had done it three times and i had you guys too pumped up we go in and play bavard we were too tight had hey, one of my favorite referees referee, and, and we got off to a horrible start trying too hard. And uh, that may have been when we went to halftime, and I gave the uh, the movie Risky Business, uh, you know, <laughs> halftime. So, you know, sometimes you gotta say, What the heck, you know, <laughs> nothing's going right, and we made a great comeback. And to this day, that's one of the few games I think about all the time. If I'd had one more time out, we'd have won that thing,
0: and yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: You know, we, we come down and score. If I could have called timeout uh, and stopped the game, uh, we were the one. That thing is no doubt. And that kid yeah. dribbles the length of the floor and throws up a floater. And Donald misses it by like that from blocking it. And then you know, here we come yeah. the other way with it and had a shot. But uh, and then we won two regular seasons championships and. Uh, you, know, you you look back on that, Rob, the, the, that team was in the top three or four or five highest scoring teams ever in the history of Catawba and, and ranked really high in the sack scoring. And with you, uh, Antonio Houston, uh, Donzell Williams, Donald Rutherford, I graduated 5,400 points. <laughs> yeah. Now you think about yeah. that. that, that yeah. that's, that's, that's just stupid numbers. You know, when yeah. you graduate four kids, it's 5,400 points and – uh, what what they accomplished and and then that was a little bit of my problem from then on. Oh, I lost all of you guys. I had to reload. We we go into the the sack added four non-football teams and uh, they're throwing a ton of money into it. You know, our budget was already one of the lower in the in the South Atlantic Conference, and we were having to raise a good bit of money get to the middle, and then we throw in these four, but. When, when you guys left, it, it was it became a little bit of a struggle for me with, uh, you know, I just couldn't get the right combination of kids back in there. something. but you know, that's coaching, that's life, and that's how it goes. So, yeah. So, but, so, t-
0: so t- before you go, before we go forward, coach, talk. So, of course, uh, you you have now moved on. Tell me about that transition and how it made you feel. Like right? when it was time to go, did you know that time was coming, or was it? Abrupt. How, well, how did that happen? Cause I don't even think we, we talked about we, this we together. Had,
1: we had gotten a, a new president and you know, I, you probably, if you stay anywhere too long, you probably made some enemies and mm-hmm. uh, there was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. And uh, there, there were some staff issues or there were some issues in the athletic department. Then we got the, the new president and, uh, uh, it, it wasn't fun anymore. Uh, you know, um, I was pretty much my own guy and, you know, a college coach, you, you're, you're contracted to win games and that's pretty much what it is And yeah. uh, within the philosophy of the school and it just wasn't fun. And, you know, I, I, would, I would stay home some mornings and do my work here at about 11 o'clock except if I had to teach a class or cover, you know, something like that, and I'd go in and eat lunch. I go out and eat, get there for about a half hour, go eat lunch, come back, practice. I just, it, it wasn't fun. And, okay. and right. it was, it, it was a lot going on. And Tina, my wife said, if you don't get out of there, you're going to die. And, okay. uh, yeah, right. You know, that that okay. was, It was about time. And, you know, when you retire from Catawba or die while you're there, they, they give a package for your uh, kids to go to a tuition exchange program. They could go there about six, Seven hundred schools in the country, um, pretty much tuition free, which is is a pretty big pretty big benefit. And they mm-hmm. offered me that. And I said, "Here's the keys. I'm out of here." And, okay. Right. Uh, wasn't quite sure what I was going to do, and it was tough because I had spent three years of my life there as a student. One year helping the football and basketball as assistant. I come back to help coach Moyer. So right there is five years, and then twenty years as a head coach. So you know, I had spent 25 years on that campus, and uh, uh, it, it, was, it was a great place. But, you know, it was time, the new administration, um, I think they wanted to make some changes. And, you know, it, it's like anything else. They were looking at what was going on right then, not what we had done. And uh, um, I, I stepped away. Uh, my whole family wanted me to keep staying in college. I mean, they loved the college atmosphere, and you know me—I was taking my family on trips with it. They were, you know, we'd throw them in the bus, and they'd fall asleep on the way home on the school night. I'm surprised that DSS didn't come get my wife. Alive. But I mean, it was a great life. But I wanted—I wanted my players to see a family, and I wanted the kids to be around my players, uh, my kids to be around. My, my big kids and and be yeah. around them and and see what good people they were and I I think it all fits together and uh, it, it, it it's funny you you, you know me I there in the end they were questioning me why I was working out with my players at practice why was I bringing my my kids on the bus why this why that and I said nobody said anything about all that you know when we were winning, when you're winning. Uh, yeah yeah mm-hmm. when you're winning yeah well you're living in Concord we think you need to be uh, living in Salisbury. We need you to engage with it. I a holy cow. I'm a member of civic groups. And I'm from here. I can't go to the grocery store without running into somebody. I mean, this is my home. So it was a good excuse for him, but you know, God has a plan. And, you know, I stepped back, um, uh, Tina said, what are you going to do? I interviewed for a couple jobs and it just didn't work out. And then, uh, Carolina courts, um, I had done a camp over there in the summer called and offered me a job to run the basketball program. And, uh, you know, I did that for a year. It, it was okay, but I'm dealing every weekend with all these parents of 10-year-olds they are going to the league. You know, they, they're yeah. yelling at referees, getting thrown out, and, you know, you having to work on the weekends. And The, the girls I was working with her were great, but none of them wanted to be there on weekends because the parents acted so stupid.
0: yeah 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 i can i mean i get it (laughs) like i wouldn't want to be there either with that mess
1: and and every kid's going to the league and you know when when you got a um a a kid that's like an eighth grader and he yells f you at the referee and then you say you're out of here and he yells at you you the same thing and then his mom and dad come by and yell the same thing at you something's wrong something is wrong and uh but, uh, you know, good Lord, I had a plan and, uh, Jamie, my oldest son's, uh, travel baseball coach when he was about eight year old, uh, was the athletic director at Central Cabarrus high school. And they kind of yelled at me before then they thought uh, the coach was leaving and he was going overseas to take a job. I wonder if I'd be interested. And I said, I think if I got, if I do it, I gotta be here. You know, you gotta be in the school and whatnot. And then he left the following year, and they offered me the job. And, you know, I, I go in there as a little bit older, and, and whew, my first year or two, Rob, they would not listen. And we were talented, but we, I mean, we had kids getting technicals with a minute to go in, in a tie game. You know oh, what I'm saying? Gosh. Just Got that dad call you yeah, up, the referee. Uh, we, we, we'd be shooting free throws. I couldn't find one of them. He's up in the lobby of the gym talking to the cheerleaders, oh you know, my gosh. <laughs> we're supposed to be in the locker room, room at the game. One's in the parking lot with his shirt off, arguing with his girlfriend, the resource officer. I'm thinking, Oh Lord, what have I done? What have I done? And yeah. we won four games that year. And, and, uh, Scott Brewer, a good friend of mine, he helped me at Catawba for a couple years as a volunteer coach, and he had got, left Catawba as a volunteer coach and took the job at Central and won a state championship. And um, he coached Ish Smith, and during that whole yeah. period, the athletic director and a local legend coach, Bo Brickles, would come to watch us play, and so they came to all of our a bunch of our games, you know, come to watch us play and whatnot. So. He had been around me, see me, and he offered me the job, and then he left and went back up to upper Midwest with his family. And so um, the culture was just not very good. And, uh, you know, the old plays I used to run with you guys run ACC, and Mm -hmm. we dummy and practice it and do that. And Two minutes ago in the game, I call ACC. I draw it up on the old clipboard. Um, and then we go out and just do the exact opposite on the first pass. And uh, the, the culture was not there. And we won four games. We won six. And I'm questioning myself, you know, can I do this or not? And uh, my whole plan was if I could do it for five years, I'd, I'd develop another retirement, you know, because you yeah. have your college retirement, Social Security. So I was trying, to, you know, for my family myself, double dip a little bit. And then I've got a couple kids coming in and they were into it. And but, then I got, but let me,
0: before you go to, to that point, coach, let me ask you how uh, so how did it work itself out? Did the, did the players have to graduate or did you have to do what some coaches are doing now where you're like your services are no longer needed? <laughs> how how and, do you and, and, work that out?
1: Well, a, a true story. My f- first year, I believe it was we have a brawl on the road in a game. And I finished the season with six, six varsity players had to move what? up. To JV. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It was just, you know, they oh got pushing and carrying on and uh, my principal and my AD said, coach Baker, we know you're trying to save these kids, but you, you, you gotta let them go. And uh, oh my you God. Know, I had a few kids that were very talented, but I thought I could turn their heads. You know what I'm saying? You thought you'd get them in there. I had two young assistants and, I said, we'll get this thing straightened out. And Scott Brewer, who uh, was the coach there, um, told me, we're good friends, he was one of our biggest fans this year in in the state championship run, he said, Baker, it's going to take you three years. I said, Scott, you're crazy. I said, this is all I know how to do. I said, we're going to flip this thing around. He says, it's going to take you three years. And he says, you're going to have to, my advice, is you're going to need to get one player in each class that can play. Mm -hmm. So we had a couple football players and then the culture began to change. And my, our third, we went, we won four games, then we won six. And then my third year, we went 17 and 12 finished second and got in the state playoffs. So then the culture starts to change. And, you know, I, yeah, I hate to say you had, you had to cut some seniors, that were, you know, thought they deserved to be on the team, uh, not keep a few JV kids, you know, make a few people angry. (laughs) But the culture began to change. And then now I got my system established. Uh, We're starting to play a little bit different. And, um, you know, it it started snowballing. And it's like anything else. Once you get it going in the right direction, you just got to keep it going. You know what I'm saying? Give it, Keep getting a little push and And the snowball keeps gathering steam. And uh, you know, we went 12 and two. uh, The COVID year um, had a really tough draw. They they didn't seed us in the NC um, North Carolina high school playoffs. They drew numbers out. We ended up having to play the state champion in the second round. And then then we won. uh, Went 31 and and then 30 and one. And this year we went. Thirty-two and zero, and uh, that is crazy, you know, coach. Right <laughs> Was that yeah, six, it,
0: sixty-two it, and one in two seasons? Yeah, and, and, uh, so, Unbelievable. And, and it,
1: it's pretty good, and uh, I think we're going to be okay going into this year. But yeah, it's different. I, I got to coach the kids that come through the front door, where I could go out and, and recruit me a Rob Fields or Donald Rutherford or a kid that would fit in that I think is going. to. Uh, developed here. I, I got to take what comes in through the, the front door. and, yeah. and uh, So I was, and I was going to ask thing. you about
0: that, uh, coach, just how, how do you manage it? I mean, you, cause you said, I mean, I, I can't go out and recruit guys from, you know, this school or that school, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's illegal essentially. Right. Um, yeah. So how, how are you faring? You know, does it take more individual development? Does it take, and even stronger coaching staff do you have to start in the middle schools like how, how does that work developing players well,
1: what I've tried to do is open the gym and you know when you got kids that want to come for quote open gym and we get in there and get after it and uh, um, it, it's funny how uh, it starts breeding on itself and it, it starts getting bigger and bigger and bigger and uh, we lost to West Charlotte. We didn't play well in the first half. I go in the locker room for the game and the kids are all looking at the floor, patting their feet, you know, like nervous and <laughs> no music playing. I walk in of like, what the heck's going on in here?
0: Yeah. And
1: I couldn't get them to loosen up. We come out really tight, made a heck of a run at, at West Charlotte and there, uh, you know, won three or four state championships. That was in the final four, two years ago. And we, we were, we hadn't lost, we hadn't lost a game. So we mm-hmm. go uh, 30 and one, I give the kids a couple uh, weeks off, and then we started back in that gym. And then this past year, by the time we opened up, you're gonna shake your head. We had 205 events that we were together. And mm-hmm. 49 of those were games in the summer, and the fall. We went undefeated in the summer, uh, lost one game in the fall, uh, about 150 some workouts and you talk about being on the same page i had okay. eight of my 12 an hour we have a stem program that you can you can get into as a freshman um you know science program math yep. and all yep. that and uh, mm. eight of my 12 were in the stem program smart kids and um they just like to come and work i didn't have to beg them to come i didn't you know um uh, every now and then i have to ask the jv kid where why don't you, why aren't you coming? And, well, I didn't have a ride today or something like that. But the, the core of my kids were there every day and getting better and better. And um, They they loved to compete. They, they were fearless. They, they, you know, they didn't mind who they are playing. And uh, I've got two twins right now, uh, Carson and Chase Daniels, that committed to uh, Catawba as sophomores you know, after the oh, sophomore wow. season. Okay. And, and their record, I may be off one or two, but their record with me, now this is in the summer, in the fall, and their playing season is like 188 and six. It is just <laughs> absolute stupid numbers. And uh, they are dogs, they, They're the nicest kids, single mom. Uh, their mom's my scorekeeper. Uh, uh, she does a great job with them. And Catawba, absolutely, Coach Param and staff. Uh, they called me one night about 11 o'clock. They came to our game. They said, Coach, can we, can we offer them? I said, "Yes." Yeah. said, do you mind give us a number? I said, sure. They called them up at midnight and their school night and offered them. <laughs> and uh, then they were coming out of an AAU game um, last March. And um, head coach walked up and said, y'all ready to commit to Catawba? And they said, yes, sir. We want to be Indians. So uh, th- wow. they go up there and play some open gym with them right now. They're not the tallest kids. They're not going to jump over you and back and dunk it, but uh, they are going to definitely change the culture at Catawba. And, uh, you know, it's nice. Catawba had a really good year this year. Just wait till them two kids get up there. I mean, they are um, 100% dogs and they love to play. Uh, they compete. Uh, they'll cut your throat and then walk off the court and hug your mom, hug you, you know, just as nice yeah. as they can be. So, so as I'm proud that they'll be going to Catawba and, you know, who knows, maybe one of them will wear number 12. Hello. Yeah. We don't know.
0: yeah. 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 Let's, let's see, coach. We'll, let's see. This we'll is see. big, big shoes yes. to fill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, so coach, uh, tell, it, tell it, me about um, getting to the top of the mountain, you know, being the the king of the hill. So mm-hmm. you guys in your last season, you want to stay championship, something that is very hard to do. Um, unfortunately, you know, at Catawba, we couldn't get you a, a NCAA. But, uh, you know, you and the kids and the program and the parents and the staff, you you all were able to feel that 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 emotion. You were able to get to the top of the mountain. Tell me about how that, about how that felt for you to, after everything, get that opportunity.
1: But I realized our system needs to be a little bit different, so I really tweaked our system. And uh, we started opening it up. We worked a lot on passing, one-handed passes, skip passes. Uh, we drive in the lane. We throw hook passes. Um, we press. We press on makes, misses, turnovers. Uh, we're interchangeable. The kids love how we play. And everybody says, well, why didn't you play like this? at could I said, well, we pressed, but nothing quite like this. You know, we, we yeah. ran a little more conservative press and, but we always were up in the 80s at Catawba, and that was in a 40-minute game. Well, this past year, we averaged we led the country in scoring in high school in a 32-minute game. We averaged 88 points a game. It's crazy. Jeez. And uh, wow, we played 30, 32 games, and 22 of the 32, we, we I call it run rule. We had, we had the teams by 40 points with a running clock, and uh, we had a special bunch. They love to compete. And we were pretty interchangeable. Um, I, I told everybody, you know, uh, I, I had basically seven guards that I was playing a lot, you know. Right. And okay. um, we, we opened that court up. We, we ran. Um, we drive. We kick it. Uh, we were, it was a lot of fun. We were up around 20 steals a game and 21 assists, which is, is crazy on 88 points. But the kids bought into it. Um, now the gym is starting to fill up. You can't get tickets. Um, I had some friends that came to see us play, and I didn't even know uh, they couldn't even get in the gym. I said, Lord, text me. I can sneak you in the back door. You know? Gr- greatest <laughs> T- show in style. town. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, 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 it's rolling. The community's behind us. And, and it just starts. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then, uh, you know, we, we lost last year the West Charlotte. Uh, We got them again. They're in this hybrid 3A, 4A league with North Mac, and they got some special uh, reasons they get to play down in the state playoffs. I I don't know if it's fair or not, but, you know, we played them twice, and uh, we got them pretty good last summer after they beat us. And I felt like, you know, once we beat them in summer camp, uh, we got them one one morning, and uh, we we got them pretty good. We sort of knocked that image off. You know what I'm saying? They – they, mm-hmm. they were up here, and we, you had to beat the past team sometimes before you beat the present team. And then things started rolling this year, and, and the, the building's selling out, and uh, it's hot. The television crews are up there. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, my, my guys are, uh, are good kids, and, and the twins are going to Catawba just like this. It, you know, yeah. I mess with them about getting a big head and whatnot, but I knew they thrived on it. You know what I'm saying? They, they wanted it. They were on a mission. That was sort of our hashtag on a mission. And uh, we, we just kept getting better and better. And, and uh, uh, we beat some good people along the way. We played a heck of a non-conference schedule that got us ready. Uh, we played a heck of a schedule in the fall, in the summer. Uh, some of the people, they've thrown us out there against the best teams. And this coming off that year and, and going through this summer, and I'm sure coming this fall, we're going to play some of the really good teams. We, we, we beat uh, – uh, some of the best teams in, in the country, in the area, or Virginia, South Carolina, North Carolina this summer, we're starting to figure it out. Even though we lost a lot of points, I think we're going to be okay. My four, four new guys that moved up into playing time and starting roles, first this summer, we, we were we were beating people about eight or 12. But then by the end of the summer, we we're beating some really good teams. And we're, we're starting to play like we do. we press pressing, we're pitching it, we're slicing, we're kicking it. And, uh, Hey, there, there's quite a few times I sit over there, Rob, this thing's going crazy and we're dunking the ball of I said, I don't have any control of this thing. It's just it's, it's just rolling. And, yeah, and yeah. It's a good feeling to know when your kids have bought in and uh, uh, you you guys would have a heart attack if you saw us play. you, you know, the older guys and um, a lot of my former players have come to see us. Jacob Parts, Marvin Moore. Yeah, uh, a lot of those guys came, followed us going down the stretch. Uh, some of the older guys I coach, Callum Brown, Jeff Vaughn. They all came to see us play this year. Said we'd heard so much about how y'all play, and it, it's really pretty wide open. And uh, I, I, I guess looking at it, my age, you know what the heck? They want to fire me? They can fire me. I'm, I'm gonna play. We're gonna have fun. And yeah. Uh, you, we, you know when when you were there, it's funny how things change. We spent a lot of time going over our opponents' plays, going over this mm-hmm. and that. Rob, I don't do any of that anymore because you're not going to run a play against us.
0: We're we're going to make there it. You go. it so
1: crazy. We're going to make it so crazy, so wild. We got about nine presses. We go through different tweaks. It. Mm-hmm. We keep tweaking it. You may hit the middle on us two times, but the third time it, you're not going to get it. And then we there just you keep mm-hmm. tweaking and tweaking and. Uh, So it's, it's been a lot of fun, Um, good kids. And, you know, you, you you do the laundry yourself. You, you clean up the locker room after the game. Uh, I don't have my CDL, so I don't drive the bus. I have to ride with the girls or somewhere. I have to ride with them, sit through two JV games, but you know, it's good. And I got a great administration. AD is super. And uh, uh, I got some young assistants that, 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 I get to be a little bit more like grandpa, you know. I, I can come up and say, "Hey, Rob, why are you doing this?" Where they can chew the kid out a little bit more than I. do. Okay, nice, right? nice, nice. I nice, I'll nice, still, nice. Occasionally, I'll still occasionally give him a little wake up call, but uh, it, it's been a really good run, and I think we're going to have a chance this year to uh, have another good basketball team. But hey, we'll mm-hmm. see. We'll
0: yeah, see. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, coach, this is something that uh, I I definitely appreciate, and you know, this is this came to me and for in the form of a mentorship uh why you talked about it a little bit earlier um in the conversation about how you had the family come around and be at practices or ride the bus and you know all of those things i'd like to say that you taught me a lot in those moments because you taught me that nothing was more important than family what what made you make that a priority because a lot of college coaches do not bring their families around the gym. They would just say, Hey, I'll catch up with them in the summer or whatever. But what, what made you prioritize family uh, during your time at Catawba?
1: You know, I, I, I don't know how it probably came about. I, I know that, you know, when we were D one and we have recruit on campus um, I know lots of times they, they would have a breakfast over at the kid coach's house, bring the recruits and, you know, the host over, the players host him and eat. And I always thought that that was pretty cool. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I just realized that, you know, if, if you're going to recruit a young man, to run him off in a year, you, you just – it, it, it's just not right. You know, it's a little bit of a golden rule involved, you know, treat people like you want to be treated. And, you know, I, I just started, it started feeding itself a little bit and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, Jamie pops up and, you know, he was born and he's in the basketball and he's running around the gym and he's wanting to come to practice every day. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we have Madison and they want to go on the bus and, you know, they thought that was the coolest thing, get to ride with the players and eat at Golden Corral. And, you know, they bring their blanket and make them a tent, you know, up in yeah, the front yeah. seat of the bus. And, uh, you know, I remember we drove all night back from uh, – Orlando, we were we went down and played in a tournament and uh Helgi Magasin from Iceland come up and says, Coach, can we watch something besides SpongeBob? We've been (laughs) watching Spongebob, SpongeBob on the movie and my kids are out, but you know, they're sound asleep with SpongeBob still running on the TV monitor. I I just always felt like, you know, uh if it's around, the players get to see, they get to interact with the kids. Uh, you know, Jolly Manning is, is, still works my camps. And, and Jolly's mm-hmm. a full-grown man, got his own, you know, coach in high school and whatnot, comes up here. But if I go upstairs to Jamie's bedroom and Jamie's 25, um, you know, he'll stay here when, you know, he comes home, you know, mm-hmm. a few days uh, a, a year. You know, on his nightstand, there's a picture of him and Jolly on his nightstand. And it's still yeah. there. And you know it's it's it, it it it's really cool. I think that uh, you know somebody like uh, you know Jolly took time to hold Jamie's hand. They walked off the bus together. Uh, you know Marvin, uh, you know he's married Jessica. uh um, yep. Jessica's pregnant at the same time. Tina, and then next thing you know, they're they're on the uh, the bus together with Sydney, and you know it, it's it's just sort of funny how how it goes. And, you know, I called some flack about it. You know, why do you need to take them? Why this and that? Of course. I said, I just think it's important. I, I I think it's important that, you know, I, I I'm coaching. Why should I be away from my family when you're at home at night with your family, you know, and, you know, we're getting in at two or three in the morning, you know, I'm, I'm going to go 10 days. I, you know, I'm, I'm with Rob Fields more than I am with, with, with yeah. my daughter Madison. Yep. And I just felt like it was important to have them around and uh, spend time with them and, you know, knock on wood. Um, I, hopefully Tina and I have done a good job raising our kids, and um, they love it. I mean, they, they're all, uh, you know, Jamie, college basketball player, Madison and Hannah are a college gymnast. You know, Jake wants to go somewhere. Jake wants to coach. So, you know, hopefully no. if, if that's what Jake wants to do, we'll be able to find him. And the easiest way is is go walk on a D one school somewhere, sit on the bench, cheer, learn it, get, get some practice, experience. get to know mm. the coaches, you know. And 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 so many of these kids now are going; they're, they're starting off as managers, and then they can become graduate assistants, you know. If if you play like you know, right now you have an advantage to coaching because you play. Yep. And yep. so, um, yeah, I think you know Jake wants to do the same thing. But to get back to the parent. Uh, being parents and having our kids around, I, I just felt like it, it was important, you know? And, uh, you know, there were many nights when I had, we had the bus had to pull over and drop us off. Cause you know, if I went all the way back to Catawba, it's going to cost me another hour. Yep. And I'm picking up the sleepy kid, putting him in his car seat. Well, you know, it's lifetime memories. And, uh, when I yeah. left Catawba, they all, all of them said, daddy, stay college, go do this, go do this. And I thought through it. And, uh, the biggest thing, Rob, on, on that, I knew I was going to pack up and move. We were settled here. Uh, the kids loved their school. And we had a good life. And now that I pack them up to go to Montana State to coach, and, uh, you know, the moment we get there, okay, I'll see you all next Saturday because yeah. I got to go recruit, you know. Yep, and, yep, I, yep, yep. I, and I just didn't know and that's what I wanted to do. And uh, I'm having an absolute blast now coaching.
0: Yeah, and Coach, like I, I, I'm really proud to have been a part of that moment. So first of all, you had your family around, but Coach Marv, he brought his wife, and eventually his daughter around. Um, what it, what it did for me was, like I said, uh, you know, I just think I just said it, you know, it, it let me know that nothing's more important than family. And of course, right now your kids are older, you have college students in the family. I mean. Jake is in high school, uh, but what it does is in, in the long term, the kids would a, will have no excuse to be successful. They can't say that dad wasn't there or dad was away at games all the time and it was just only us and mom. No, the whole family was there. And what it does in the long term is it just makes for, you know, more well-rounded children. And they also get the experience of going to the games, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, and, and with where I am in my life right now, I'm I'm always going to draw back to what you did when we were at Catawba, because the atmosphere that you said, and you didn't work less because the kids were around; you just worked around it. You know, yeah. it, you you made it work. And anything that I do, th- that's what I want. I want to be able to incorporate my family into my life, and I'm not going to work less. I'm just going to work around it and. I'm going to be around my family. Like, it's just, I, I just loved the fact that you, that you did that. And I appreciate it a lot more now, especially since, I mean, I'm a father now. So, you know,
1: you've got to, uh, make that call earlier on. This is how I want to do it. I, I want to have a family approach to it. Uh, it is hard for me to tell you and, and, and Donald and, and Antonio, we're a family. We're going to look after each other. And I'm not setting an example. I'm, I'm not, you know, being the, you know, looking at how I do, because I really believe this, you know, the more attention others pay to what you do than what you say, you know, you you, you see me do something and then, uh, it sticks with you more than what I say. Well, what I say is going to go in one ear and come out the other, but what you see me do, it makes a big difference. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's important. And, you know, looking back on it, I, I think I did as much as I could. But, man, I almost wish I, I could have done more. I, I, we, we played uh, we played in Europe. I, I took them with me to Europe. Uh, we went over and played Iceland in Belgium. Uh, earlier on, I, I took them to Hawaii with me. Uh, we played a, a money game at Catawba, at Tulsa. <laughs> I flew out there with, with, with them, took my mom with me. I lost my dad, took my mom.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but I just think all of that stuff is memories. And, you know, yes. you, 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 you have them around. They enjoy it. Uh, uh, you know, they, they're a part of it. They learn from it. And I look back at Catawba. I, I have no regrets of what I did. Uh, I wish we could have finished a little bit better. Maybe I'd still be there. But Lord, God works in mysterious ways. If if I hadn't probably got run off, you know, I wouldn't have done what we did at Central. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. Saying? Yep, yep. Yep. And, exactly. and, and, and you know, and, and you know, people ask me where does that fit. I said, we we had some really good teams at Catawba and we did really well. But you know, it, it right now it probably goes on the top chef because uh, being running the table in high school, going 32-0, it's pretty impressive. And, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I I had a little bit to do with it, but I had some good kids, and they bought into what I was telling them, hook, line, and sinker, and they ran with it. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, if we hadn't lost a year before and got our teeth kicked in, you know, we might not have won it today. So, uh, you know, sort of where I'm going, you know, you don't know sometimes when something bad happens how it's going to set you up for something good down the road. So it's pretty
0: Pretty cool. So, Yeah. Um, so, uh, but, coach, listen, I'll ask you a couple questions, and I'll I'll get you out of here because I know you. Okay. Uh, so, this is the one. This is where I want to go with the next question, coach. Um, you coached a lot of players over your tenure, you know, as a head basketball coach, as an assistant, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. If you could send a message to all of us out there, including myself, what would be a message that you can send? to the players just to let us know that, Hey, I still got your back. Do you have any, do you have any like anecdotes?
1: Well, I, I think the one, one thing, Rob, um, I'm, I'm so proud of, of what we did, um, as a coach and a team and players, but I'm equally as proud of what, uh, you guys have done and the men you are. And, uh, you know, I, I, I look back on it. I think, uh, 18 or 19 of my former players went on to play professional basketball. Uh, 18 or 19, I, I may be off one number either way, mm-hmm. or, or coaching either college, high school. <laughs> they, they went and co- to be coaching, and I, I think, you know, hopefully the lessons we learned at Catawba, and uh, you guys know, at the end of practice, I would i pull out that uh, sheet and remember what my thought of the day was. and I'd preach for a little bit, you know, yeah. And, you know, just over and over and, and over. And, you know, I, I think that's sort of the mindset, um, you know, Art, Art Wade, and I love Art, Art Hall of Fame at Catawba. He sent, me, um, he sent me a letter one time. And after he graduated, he goes, Coach Baker, every single day of my freshman year, I hated you. I hated being at Catawba. I hated life. And he said, now that I'm graduated, everything you said and did, you were 100% right.
0: Oh, makes sense.
1: Uh, yeah. And, 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 you know, that, that was part of it. You know, here, here's art, um, you know, coming in and, and, and I don't say this in the wrong way. I'm probably the first white man that ever yelled at. him. And I'm saying, you know, yeah, saying? Yeah. You know he, he's coming from a different background. That, that's what the neat thing about all this is you know, I, I'm, I'm taking in, um, recruiting at Catawba, you know, I'm, I'm recruiting black kids, white kids, Christians, non-Christians. Mm. Okay. Rap music, country music, mm. you know, single parent, multiparent, parent you know, two parent yeah. homes. And, and, and the challenge is taking all that mix of whatever it is and getting everybody on the same page. Mm. And, you know, all of a sudden you, you you come in and a freshman not used to working or you can't get on his tail a little bit and he pouts and all this. And and, and I think that's the challenge of a head coach is mixing all that together. And we, we, we don't sell, uh, as coaches, we don't sell this pair of shoes, okay? Mm. Rob, I got a pair of Air Jordans. They're $500 now. They're vintage shoes. You want to buy them. Mm. I mean, that's concrete. You could write me a check for $500. I'll give you. But when I'm selling to you this concept that if we come together, if we work hard, if we play together, we can win a championship. Whoo! that's a lot harder sale. <laughs> it, yeah. it is a lot harder sale. Yeah. And you just try to get everybody going on the same page, and, and you know, uh, you guys, you probably heard me say this hundred times. If the if the mama duck will lead, the baby ducks will get in line. You know, they'll, they'll follow the, the, the mama duck. So that was encouraging my leaders to do what they were supposed to do, and 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 being a peer leader uh, is probably one of the hardest things because it's hard. If you want to be you want to be like. You don't want to tell a junior, hey don't go out tonight. Well, what do you mean? I can't go out tonight? Well, we got a championship game. We're playing for a championship. Well, I want to go out. Well, no, no, you're not going out. Well, that's hard for you to do. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Because yep. he's your peers. You want to be liked by him. But I think that's the neat thing about coaching is, is that getting everybody on the same page, taking people from all walks of life, uh, mixing it all up together, going back to your original thing where we're, we started off, I, I, I think that the family atmosphere of seeing young men come in, do well, uh, you know, still you're playing. You've got it going in the right direction. Donald's got it going. Antonio's manager of a food line grocery store. Mm. Don Zales got his thing going in New York. He, he's doing really well. Mm. You look at uh, Art Wade. He's a high school athletic director. Marvin's a principal. Um, I got chiropractors, I got guys that have really done well, and I'm just so proud of them, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, they they took the college experience, and you re, you remember me doing this, I, I tell all your moms at graduation, thanks for loaning me your son for four years, I
0: remember. and
1: uh, yeah, and, and I really believe that, it, you know, we, we all got gifts, and God's blessed us all in different ways and we're trying to get it on the same way. And, you know, the, the parents loan them to me. And, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, you know, I picked on Donald so much because, uh, he was so thin and skinny when I got him, you know, when, when I got Donald, he was a little acorn and I, I put him in some dirt and watered him. And now he's, he's a full grown oak tree. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. He, he became you know, a full grown man. And, you know, I, I think in college, I was trying to take, a kid that was a seven uh, and I'm not counting I'm basketball uh, as a person and all that. I'm, I'm taking a seven and in time I get him out of school, get, get with him for four years, I want him to be a nine, five, or a 10. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that's what this is all about. And uh, I, I think too, if you don't worry about winning and losing, you know, I never, ever talked to you guys a lot about winning. Uh, I just was always your motto was, to be t-o-b-e to be the best you can if you learn to be the best you can you're going to have all that other stuff you're going to have championships you're going to have wins you're going to have the fame but if you focus on to being um the the process of to being is what brings all that stuff to to you and Mm -hmm. now i'm looking at high school i'm taking kids that are probably threes and fours and i'm trying to get them up to sixes and sevens so they can go to college and keep growing and, and so forth. But, uh, you know, it, it's a process. Um, it, it's not easy every day dealing with people. Uh, you know, it was some days I had to get on you guys. I, I got on you one day hard in practice and you had tears in your eyes. You took a bad shot and, you know, yep. that was part of your deal. That that's what I wanted you to do is come in there and score. Mm. But you know, I didn't want you to shoot it with, with some sit by my six, six all in your face one second after you got on the yep. court, you know, just, just slow down, Rob, just, just get, get, give me, give me 20 seconds to get in the flow of the game. And, and then, then once I think you, you understood what I was talking about, I never said anything else to you. And yeah. you know, it, it, it's funny how it works itself out. So, yeah. but, uh,
0: yeah, I, I, mean-
1: I have a picture. I took down here. Hey, this was you right here. You see yourself. Look at that. Clean-shaven. Look at that. Oh, yeah, that was at the Presbyterian,
0: Coach. I, I was 0 for 8 that game. I'll never forget
1: Yeah, it. We, we won't put that up we there.
0: Ran, but, uh, yeah, we ran the the color play eight times, I had, and it worked perfectly, and I missed that corner three-pointer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> missed it all the time. Oh, there, we but, still won. You know, here's the crew, Donald, Donzell, and Tony over there. Hey, and there's my kids. They're in the, there, they there's, uh, there they go. There they go. Amy, Madison, uh, Hannah, and then here we all come running in yeah. there. That was a crew there. So yeah. I took down the wall. I said, I'm gonna, I was going to bust your chops. So clean shaving and I looking re- good there. I, rem- oh. I,
0: remember, I remember everything about that day, playing playing PC. But, uh, but Coach, so before we get out of the show, I just want to say, um, first of all, just thank you for being you. But also, thank you for allowing me as a player to just do my thing. Like, you gave me an opportunity. I don't know if a lot of coaches would have done that, you know, with me being kind of a hybrid player and, you know, kind of being in the middle, kind of a point guard, but, you know, more primary, uh, more of a primary scorer type of situation. But I, I really appreciate you giving me a chance because, you know, who, kn- who knows what would have happened had I not gone to Catawba because Catawba was really, I had some other schools that were interested, but I just, my heart wasn't in it for those other schools. But as soon as I got the opportunity to come to Catawba and you showed interest, I was like, okay, this is it. Yeah. So I really appreciate you allowing me to do that. And, you know, it eventually led me to getting opportunities to to play over here in Europe. But yeah, just thank you. Cause that, that meant a lot to me that someone showed, you know, so much respect, to my family and to me. And also you just built my confidence on another level. So yeah, thanks, coach. I I really appreciate that.
1: Well and, and Rob, you were more than and deserving of it. And you you were a great young man and and now you're not young, you know, as young anymore. You're you're nah. you're doing well and it it was it was a really good time and you know for all, all your players out there uh, feel free to go look at the Catawba record books and and Rob Fields' names are in there free throws, fifth three pointers, you know, so forth. I mean, you, you've done really well. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was uh, a little bit of my philosophy. I, I, I didn't want to overcoach, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to put the kids in position. If I could get them to play hard, then I felt like the kids I brought in the program had enough talent to be successful. And, uh, um, I you know. If you get to thinking about too much, your feet become awful slow.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And,
1: you know, I, you know, I think about some teams in our league. I, I thought they were they were really talented, but the kids, you know, you, you couldn't make the right decision. They were overtrained, and right, uh, it's not right. like you know, study history a little bit that the American uh, soldier war too wasn't trained as well as the German. The German guy was overtrained, but the over the German guy couldn't think. And the American soldier was pretty ingenious, and he could think and make quick decisions where the Germans were just programmed to go. And mm-hmm. I, I sort of thought about that many times with my team. I, I didn't want I want them to play. And uh, uh, you know, you, you were a lot like you know, you're going to laugh. And I, I think I think about you a lot like Harden. You know, yeah. <laughs> you come in, score. You can you could get that ball to the rim. You could find multiple ways. You could pull that thing up. You could shoot the deep three and, 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 and you had a, a lot lot going for you and uh, you had the ability and you fit perfectly into our system. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, again, we mentioned it earlier, you and Donald, uh, Will and Donald told me, coach, I'll do whatever it takes to win. You were the same way, That's and, it. you know, you know, you, you, you wasn't worried about starting. I think y'all started embracing that role, you know, going down through your junior year and senior year that, yeah. Look out! Here, here comes the the the, the, the dy- dynamic duo in here. Yep.
0: This
1: thing's going to get ready to get ugly. Yeah, you, and, yep.
0: Uh, we 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 look there. at uh we look at the the other sideline <laughs> <laughs> and see the coaches like, here we go. You know, because their starters yeah. are they, you know, their starters yeah. are a little beat up, right? So Donald, and I, we give each other knuckles and and a nod, like, yep. You know what time it is, and we just go out and do our thing. Like <laughs> at the yeah. at the four yeah. minute mark, we knew it. <laughs> and, and
1: and you know, it, it, it was really reassuring for me as a coach knowing that I'm bringing 32 points off the bench. And mm-hmm. uh, you, you, you're gonna laugh, Rob. I brought 35 points off the bench this year at Central Cabarrus High School. That's we, <laughs> it's crazy.
0: It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. Just but knowing you have to have. It, to yeah.
1: get, you have to have kids that want to bite in, that want to win, that want to do what what you need to be done. And uh, you know, it 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 it, it when, when I think as a coach, you have a clear point of this is where we want to be. The players can bite in, give it what you know, not worry about their ego. Uh, here 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 are you and Donald. Both of you have had distinguished high school careers. Both of you went have played professional. You're still playing done really well and you tell people you came off the bench in college
0: yeah i tell my players now they're like off the bench i'm like yeah, yeah. <laughs> and didn't didn't um, think twice about it I, no it's free as a bird
1: because, because you want you because you want to win you want to, you, know, you want to be successful and, and that's the way you know, with, with about four minutes to go in uh, my high school team, now they, they here come in warm-ups off. They know they're going in. And, uh, you know, they go no. in. And I usually don't don't take them back out. Same with you guys. But, uh, you, know, it, it, you know, I wanted to finish well, and, and I just felt like it's, it's what's best for the team. And, well, if you start focusing, what am I going to do to help this team win, it's amazing what happens. And uh, it, it's like this. you'll you'll understand. If if you say, I'm going into this game to score 20 points, you never scored 20.
0: No, absolutely (laughs) not. Because then you start counting the points as you go. You
1: start (laughs) start counting. You start worrying about it. You start – you miss a few shots. You start wondering what what the heck's going on. Well, here you are, Rob. You're going in. When when you worry about winning, I'm going to do everything I can to play hard. I'm going to set my teammates up. I'm going to do whatever coach needs. All of a sudden, the ball starts falling in your hands under the basket. All of a sudden, you're playing the win. You got wide open looks. But the kids in this society right now are so programmed. I got to do this mixtape, this coach college coach. Jamie tells me Alabama, they don't watch one mixtape. He's at G A 8 Alabama in two years. Wow. But what they're going to do, they're going to go on Synergy and they're going to look at all your games and they're going to watch every play. Where you come off a of pick and roll? That's
0: where it's at. They're
1: gonna, watch, <laughs> they're gonna watch every play where you guard a live dribble.
0: That's where it's but at. But here, right all the
1: parents are spending all this money getting the video of the kid dunking it backwards, and and then wondering why you know everybody can dunk. It. See that? <laughs> let's see that.
0: Let's see that full game film. Let's see. Let's see yeah, yeah, what let, where, let, where your pedigree let's is. Break is.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's break down, see what you can do, what you can't do, and and then that. Uh, you know don't, don't don't worry about all the mixed stuff just just worry about winning and if you worry about winning, doing what you can it, it's amazing how it comes back to you and, and I look back on my career, Rob, I think that's the biggest thing you know God has a plan He puts you with certain people it, it's like the, the, you know you, the comet coming, you you're together for a while then you break back off but at that point in time the right people have been with me at the right time. Uh, you know, uh, I'm riding down the road one day. As something on the radio, they're talking about NBA All. You, you're gonna laugh when I say this. NBA first team and all this. I turned the radio off. I started thinking, who's my first team?
0: No, oh, that's a yeah, that's a that's a nice one, who, coach. Who, who, who's who, my who,
1: second team?
0: Who who's who's who, your first
1: my third team? My third team would win the league right now.
0: Yeah, Coach. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna put you on the spot, Coach. I need I need your top five cat- Catawba players.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh, my top five? Oh my goodness! I'm gonna make somebody mad on this. One. Yes. Hey, I'm gonna have. Hey, I'm gonna solve this one easy. Mike Feller's going in the Hall of Fame now. Okay. So I gotta put Mike on the first team. Yeah. Uh, Marvin's on the hall of Gotta put Mark. Yeah. Uh, Art's on the first team. Yeah.
0: Gotta put my art.
1: Okay. Antonio Houston scored 2,300 points.
0: Yeah, and he would have scored 3,000 had I not been there.
1: <laughs> oh, <No>, that's true. But <laughs> so y'all both are coming down the court yelling at me, 4C, coach, 4C. I want only- 4C, 4C. So, so, my gosh, now, Rob, where where do you go? Uh, I yeah. mean, I got yourself. I got Brian Graves.
0: Ooh, BG's still Helgi one of Madison. my favorite point guards ever.
1: Helgi Maggison.
0: Helgi, yep.
1: Chris Woolridge. Terrence Hamilton. Oh, I know I'm a, Dominique Reed. Yeah. I mean, I, I can go on and on and uh, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I Man. was putting together in my mind my first team, second team, third team. Yeah. And I left off a two-time all-conference player.
0: It's, I left
1: Helgi off riding down the road. I, I got I got where I was doing and still thinking, I said, oh my gosh, I didn't left Helgi off.
0: And, so, and, and the list know, probably good. changes as as they uh, oh, yeah. progress. All right, coach. So, I, I but- think I think I can move up the favorites list uh, by having you on the show. So I think I moved. Yeah, I, oh I yeah, you, up two you, spots.
1: You, you, you're fifteen hundred <laughs> points, so you, and, and you know if, if I put you five, I'm gonna get a call from BG as soon as he sees it. Oh man, come on, coach. You know i was better I, than
0: I Rob. Killed Rob every, every t- <laughs> the whole year. I killed him. Yeah, he did like yeah, he.
1: Sure. <laughs> And you know, BG, I love BG. Yeah. BG, say, Oh, come on, coach. You know, that's not right. Yeah, 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 yeah right. for
0: sure. For sure.
1: Look how many assists I had. Look how many Oh,
0: uh, yeah, had, yeah, yeah, so. for sure. But, uh um, good, t- good
1: but, times and good people. So, yeah.
0: it, it, it's pretty cool. So. But, yeah, coach, I mean, listen, I, I, you know, I don't want to hold you all day. And, uh, we can, we can wrap up here. The last question, uh, is this in a perfect world, because manifestation is a really big part of this show. Um, what what's the perfect scenario for you now at this stage in your life and that could be personal uh professional or both what what would be the perfect scenario for for you what's what's that look like at this stage in your life
1: well you know i'm I'm a little older coaching high school kids and I did it totally backwards you know most people go high school college and um you know I, I want to see if I can make another run or two here at Central. Uh, you know, I think we're going to have a pretty good basketball team. Uh, I enjoy going to work. Uh, you know, most a lot of my friends are retiring. We were some good friends last night. And they're planning, you know, their retirement. They're going to travel and do what I enjoy working. I, I mm-hmm. enjoy uh, being around the kids. I, I think it uh, keeps you young. Uh, you know, you you would laugh. Yesterday, I did the push-up ladder with the PE classes. Um, oh, yeah. Five push-ups, five, five, four, four, you know. All, I did it twice yesterday in school. Uh, still working out in the mornings. And, you know, I, I they, they have me uh, helping with two weightlifting classes, uh, follow our football coach. So, I've, I've got a pretty good sit- situation at Central. Um, you know, I like to get, make sure and get all my kids uh, situated. Uh, Jake's going to be a junior, so – I, uh, I told Tina, if he came with me over there and he's in our STEM program, you know, I at least try to stay through, you know, his senior year, not make him have to go again. So, you know, for the immediate future, probably inside, I won't, you know, go two more years this this year and next year then you know, see what happens and, uh, knock on wood and, you know, good health and, uh, you know, God has a plan and, mm-hmm. you know, when, whenever he's, one door shuts, another one opens up and, uh, you know, we, we think when something goes wrong, it's the end of the world. But usually it's a setup for something really good getting ready to happen. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. You know, I don't know. Somebody asked me not long, long, long too long ago, when are you going to retire? And I said, you know, I, I don't know. But I still think there's one more something I'm going to have to do or want to do. And uh, I, I don't know what that's going to be, Rob. I don't know if I'd end up at another school coaching a college or a high school. Um, you know, I I enjoy speaking Uh, and there's a side of me said, man, if I could get my act together, I could, you know, go do some speaking and doing stuff like that. You know, uh, I've been around a long time and I got a few stories and, you know, had experienced a good little bit. So, and we'll see, um, good Lord has a plan and used to every day you wake up, you do the best you can. And, you try to do right by people, and and uh, you know, you know. I, I tell people I'm trying to get through the next four minutes, and, and you know, that's the old thing I would tell you guys. You know, my my college players are looking at the next four minutes, and you know, I said it early. Mama's looking, uh, Dad's looking at the four years, and Mama's looking at forty minutes, uh, forty years. So. I'm trying to get through, and I say that, and people don't have any idea what I'm talking about. I say, yeah, I'm just trying to get through the next four minutes, and I'm worried about where the next meal is coming from and, and whatnot. But, you know, I, I know the good Lord has a plan, and something good's going to happen. And, uh, you know, I, I have taken a little bit more time now to, you know, we go to a concert or something, enjoy that moment, you know, where it went back at Catawba. You were always thinking next, 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 next. And, uh, you know, high school, we we got a little bit more restricted. We cannot practice on Sundays. Uh, we have longer some dead periods in there. So I think all that's helped me temper down a little bit, enjoy life a little bit more, enjoy the present, and uh, and we'll, we'll see what will happen. I, I I think there's a plan out there, and you know I'm, I'm uh, you, you're gonna laugh when I say this because I always talk about the cup being half
0: full yep.
1: or half empty. You know how do you look at something? Do you look at the positive or the negative? And, and, you know, I, I've told somebody in the last few years, I've become more, I'm not worried so much about half full. I'm trying to fill that cup back up.
0: And oh, yeah. whereas,
1: oh, yeah. you know, w- w- with, the young people giving them, uh, you know, some days you got to hug them a little bit. Some days you got to kick them in the tail, uh, trying to make a little difference in their life. And, you know, it, 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 it's, it's fun. I enjoy doing it. I I'm, I'm thankful uh, that I had such a good run at Catawba, uh, got, people like yourself that uh you know i'm so proud of what they've done um and you can even look behind me the championship balls your 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 run goes across the top you you wore your rings today i grabbed the your rings i was gonna say here's rob's two rings right here so he's got his (laughs) own and uh you know my high school team is uh two weeks of friday night football they're gonna get their state championship ring and that that will be a proud moment. Nothing you
0: know, like you, it, man. Nothing if you, like if
1: you it. You win a state high school championship; it changed your life, and you know uh, it is a big deal. And and they'll those kids right there, twelve kids, will always have that bond, and 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 they're going to come back when I'm dead, long and gone. You know, forty years from now, to a uh, high school, they're going to honor the the 2023 state championship team, and 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 they'll walk out there. Uh, you know, with, with knee replacements and so forth, you know, but they always will be close because of that and what they accomplished. So for sure. But, but Rob, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. It's been great being caught up with you and yeah. uh, proud of you. And, and uh, know that there's big plans in your future too.
0: Thanks, Coach. I, I really appreciate that. And uh, yeah, if, if you want to share your, your socials or if you want to share the school socials so they can follow you guys uh this season yeah just share any socials that you have attached to the to the team and then yeah we can we can wrap up
1: well you you can get me at, uh, at coach jim baker and that's my private one and uh you know personal one and then on it will can you link it over we're we're at cc vikings underscore b ball uh, okay cc vikings underscore b ball and uh uh, a lot of people follow us on max preps and you know that's sort of you know the the center now of high school sports max preps and uh, you know we've got uh, we got a good program and got good kids and uh, you know I'm proud of the work we did at Catawba and I'm equally now proud of, of what we've been able to accomplish there and then uh, um, proud of you Rob love you buddy appreciate getting you too, to spend some time with you and uh, um, can't follow. Can't wait to follow you as you go do bigger and better things.
0: For sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, go ahead and follow the Vikings as they go on another championship run, and also follow the good ball coach, Coach Jim Baker. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you know how we do when we wrap up the show. It costs nothing to be good to someone. Be good to someone today. I'm Rob Fields. I got my rings with me today. And of course, I brought on for the legend, Coach Jim Baker. Listen, that's another one that we, you know, wrapped up. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.